Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action helping others and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, welcome back. It's been a great weekend. Hopefully you guys had a great weekend. And remember, today is Julie's birthday. Some of you guys have been asking the question that women never want to answer how old they are. Oh. I'll give you guys a little hint. I'll give you guys a little hint. Julie was is, last year. Julie is 39 for the eighth year in a row. <laughs> She's 39 for the eighth year in a row. There you guys. Be forced to do some math. So listen, guys, we're going to be picking up where we left off a couple shows ago about how to generate more business from your listings. A lot of you guys are taking listings for the first time, or even some of you are finding yourself with no listings, but you can use these ideas uh, for uh extracting leads from some of the listings that your agents in your office might be having. If you guys have never considered this, think about this for a second. What is Zillow doing? They're just making money off other agents' listings. Why don't you do the same thing? I remember when Julie and I first got in the business, our, uh, now this was 25 years ago, but you guys can get the concept. It still applies. It still works exactly the same. Our office was running some big ad and we didn't have any listings. And there were some agents in our office that had listings that didn't want to participate in the ad. And so Julie and I just asked to borrow their listings. We asked their permission to put their listings in this ad so that we would get the buyer calls. And they didn't care. I mean, their sellers were getting and what they perceived to have is free marketing. And we were sending all those lead calls to an IVR system, which you know, a great one you guys might want to look into is 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. And we were getting lots of buyer leads and, you know, statistically something like 20% of all the buyer leads, depending on the price point of the house you have for sale, guys, this is how you generate more business from your listings. Are you listening? Also have houses to sell. So, um, yeah. So even if you don't have listings, stay tuned in because this information is still very relevant to you. And Julie, some of the shows we did, the last couple of shows we did on uh, helping agents to figure out whether they're making money from Zillow, whether the Zillow, basically drilling down on the essence of the financial viability of buying buyer leads were some of our two most listened to podcasts we've done in a long time. And that's saying a lot, guys, because last, uh, let's see, yesterday of all days, Sunday, we had something like 119,000 people listen to podcast replays. So this podcast is the number one listened to agents uh, I'm sorry, number one listen to podcast for agents. So um, we have no real direct competitors with over 100,000 regular listens. So bottom line is I appreciate the fact that so many of you were trying to learn how to think or I think verify in a lot of cases that you are thinking correctly about buying buyer leads. And I think after you go through the, if you haven't listened to those shows, go back and listen to them. You'll quickly discover that buying buyer leads is an exercise in futility. And mostly it's not something that you really want to do at all. Um, and the nature of buying buyer leads has completely changed since 10 years ago. The nature of going after listings has never changed, never will change. If you want to list, the, if you want to last in real estate, you got to learn to list. That's the only place you ever get leverage. So a reminder, if you guys send us an email, chances are we're going to read it. Chances are we're going to respond to it because we respond to all of them. And if it's a really good topic with your permission, we'll ask to talk about it on the podcast. So go listen to this past couple podcasts and the other podcasts, which I was surprised, frankly, that we got so many listens. This is the one we did on Friday is how to know if it's time to hire or fire your coach, your real estate coach. 
that was something else that people really seemed to love. So go back and listen to that one as well. So Julie, you've got some emails, some Facebook uh, comments and whatnot, yes. and then let's jump right back in. Go ahead. I do. I really like this post from Jeannie Martin, who posts on our private Facebook page for our coaching clients. Uh, she writes, I started reading profits aren't the only thing, they're everything based on the Tim and Julie recommendation. It's a great read, and just for starters, I looked at the amount of money I spend on purchasing home warranties for my buyers and sellers. At $350, my portion after the split, times 65 transactions, that's $22,750. It's interesting that oftentimes I don't even think the clients really appreciate it. I'm going to do a better job explaining why they should purchase a home warranty and keep my profits. I strongly recommend this book. Thanks, Tim and Julie. And then I posted uh, a link to get that book on Amazon for those of you who are asking. So, yeah, I mean – that's a pretty good chunk. I wonder, you know, if you take that 22750 divided by your average net commission, how many deals is that worth? So that's a great book to get really focused on profit. And then we go on to lots of referrals. Gosh, I haven't even counted how many they were spent in the past few days, but tons of referrals happening on that Facebook page. And then Rhonda Light, who is also one of our Orange Theory Fitness workout partners, posted mm -hmm. what her homework was from last week. She's one of our uh, coaching members in Premier. She has her whiteboards done, and it's always interesting to see when people post this because it makes it so obvious what you're doing well, that's the boards that are full, and what you need to get better at, adding listings, adding pendings. Maybe, you know, some of you guys have really great listing inventory, but now maybe you need to do a few adjustments to get them to sell. Some of you have tons of pendings, but you've sold all of your listings. The whiteboards show you it's visual accountability that works almost it's uncanny how well it works and then there's a lot of other accountability stuff going on and being posted with how many uh, not just contacts are being made but appointments set which is the most important thing and again some more whiteboards so uh, that's that on the facebook page if you are one of our premier members make sure you catch those referrals from your colleagues and then I have, uh, let's see, let me find it again, a quick review on the Harris Rules book. If you guys don't have that yet, really no excuse because you can download it to your device, you can get the hard copy, or you can even listen to it in Audible. So a quick review from Alicia Heslep who writes, there is no other book like it. Anyone who's looking for tools to succeed should read this. I've read many real estate books and I always walk away feeling overwhelmed with tons of information but no action plan. Not with Harris Rules. I'm able to put it down and immediately implement. I've been carrying this book with me and referencing it. What an incredible resource. Tim and Julie lay out what needs to be done in order to create success in real estate, but it's also applicable to any business. It's a 100% no BS book filled with honesty and action plans. I truly believe it will change each person's life who's willing to read it and, quote, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Thank you, Tim and Julie, for creating this book. I will forever use it as a tool to guide me through my business. So thank you for posting that, Alicia. What a really lovely review. We appreciate you. Back to you, Tim. Yeah, so guys, um, there are still tickets available for the event we're doing at the end of July, um, and that's going to be pretty cool. And it's going to be one of those events that I think you guys are going to remember forever and have lots of applicable tact tactical, you know, practical notes. That's really what the whole theme of the mastermind is going to be. And uh, Ego is the Enemy, the author, is going to be there. Um, and uh, as our keynote speaker in the afternoon, it's going to be one of these really cool things that you guys can have direct contact with a New York Times, a six times best-selling author. And fortunately, he was local to um, Ryan Halliday, of course, is who I'm talking about. He's local here in Austin. So that's going to be really great. 
it is the last Saturday in July. Just go to harrisvipmastermind.com, harrisvipmastermind. I believe the tickets, uh, the ticket sales will end this month. So if you've not grabbed your seat yet, please go ahead and do that. If you're local, there's really no excuse for you not to come. And uh, we will be doing more of these events, but it's not going to be until next year. Julie and I don't really do a lot of live events uh, for general public. We do a lot of live private events. Um, so if your office or brokerage wants us to host a live event in your particular market, let us know. Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. But of course, all the information on that is also on our main website, which is timandjulieharris.com. So Julie, we were talking a couple days ago, three days ago, now that I look, about how they can make more money from their listings. So let's pick up right where we left off. And guys, this is one of those shows where Julie's going to be presenting the information. Make sure you're taking notes and keeping up. Brokers, office managers, this is your heads up. Uh, send your agents to the um, you know, uh, iTunes if, and look at Real Estate Coaching Radio, or they can just go to timandjulieharris.com. Our show producer does a great job of always publishing the notes that Julie uses on timandjulieharris.com under the podcast tab. So you can literally just go there and use this as your uh, training collateral for your office. Julie, without any further delay. Yes, thank you. I'm trying to figure out which point we left off on. Did you get to the sneak preview open house discussion under the um, – You can – that, that, that's a good place for you to pick up. Okay, perfect. So uh, just a, a quick review. Make sure you have permission to do all of this. Some of your MLSs have specific forms that you have to do prior to launching it in the MLS. So that's up to you guys. All right, we've discussed several of these points. Where the, point, the topic is getting more out of each listing, even when you know it's going to sell right away. So point number four was to hold a sneak preview open house for neighbors and friends only prior to entering it into the MLS. Remember, it's not that we're worried about selling the house. We're looking for more listings. And many studies have shown that when a new listing hits the market, it's not long before the next two to three listings, either in that very neighborhood or in competing neighborhoods, then will pop on the market. So sneak preview open house. Point number five explains how to do that. You're going to canvas the neighborhood with your special sneak preview invitations for the neighborhood only. Now, this can be door hangers, postcards, shouldn't be a letter because you never know if they're going to open it or not. You're going to door knock with your invitation of some sort in hand. Know all the stats in the neighborhood so that you can be, quote, the neighborhood specialist, such as average days on the market, list to sell price ratio, current active listings, pendings, and sales. You should also know the current mortgage interest rates and special programs. If you're going to claim to be the specialist, make sure you've got something in your head to back it up, especially with pertains to that particular neighborhood. Now, Tim, well, we've had hold on, our, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Yes, go ahead. I'll hop off. So not in their head. Yeah, they can have it on a piece of paper, right? They don't have to have this Better. memorized. Yeah, so have all this printed out and just have it in a folder, guys. You don't have to have this stuff memorized. Sorry, Julie, go ahead. Yeah, that's okay. I, I always recommend, you know, they, you can get these really cool clipboards so that you can take down people's information, you know, when they become a lead, for example, or they've got a referral for you. So that way you can write on the top and then they open up and you can keep your notes inside some of those neighborhood stats and you can be carrying your invitations inside that clipboard. So good way to be organized. Thanks for slowing me down on that. All right, so point number six, on your invitations to the sneak preview open house, promote your raffle for a Starbucks gift card, dinner for two at a local restaurant or football tickets, whatever is appropriate for that neighborhood. They will sign in using a raffle ticket. These now become your lead follow-up tickets. 
All right, so several people can win your prizes, especially if it's something inexpensive like Starbucks gift cards. The point is to make more contact and to get more referrals and of course be the one who gets the next listing from the neighborhood. Point number seven, follow up immediately on all open house leads. Remember many leads that seem like buyer leads are also listing leads. Never forget the simple script. Which home in the neighborhood do you plan on selling? Even if they look like they're 22 years old and they can't possibly own a house yet, you don't know, ask. Even if you think they're relocating executives, doesn't matter, always ask, which home in the neighborhood do you plan on selling? And Tim, when our agents have done these sneak preview open houses, I've heard as many as 200 people coming through the house in these inventory starved markets, to which I always wondered, last time I heard that was uh, one of the markets outside of San Francisco. It was yeah, like an 1,100 exactly. square foot house. So I'm betting that after that uh, open house, it needs rehabbed with that many people <laughs> dropping through. But in that market, probably doesn't matter. So well, but guys, yes, listen to what Ju- listen to what Julie said. See, basically, what we're doing is we're trying to increase the likelihood of you having a very powerful one-on-one conversation with the prospective, you know, obviously buyer. But what we want you guys to focus on is pulling the sellers out. So she is a neighbor's only open house. That's don't let that get by you. Literally, it's maybe can be the same day as the open house, the day before is the, op- the you know general public open house. But you want to respect that. You want to hold the house open before, for neighbors only prior to the actual general public getting access to it. And that gives you great one-on-one interaction as you knock on their door to invite them. But also, you can also have great interaction once they're there. So don't let that get by you. And again, Julie, she touched on this. Drill down on this, guys. In some markets, this is really the thing to generate more uh, opportunities for you, better than virtually everything else, because the nature of how fast things sell. And so neighbors are going to be able to say, well, maybe I'll buy it. Maybe I bet someone from the office that will buy it. You guys get the point. These, All these strategies are designed to help you guys do a better job of delivering the service that you promised you would to the seller, which is basically getting the house sold for the most amount of money in the shortest period of time and the least amount of hassle. Can we agree that if you are double-ending these listings, it's probably going to have less hassle than having to deal with a bunch of other Mickey Mouse? Probably. So can you guys please make sure you're focusing on doing what you promised you'd do to the sellers in the first place? Next point, Jules. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. Point number eight, shoot a short bomb bomb video, that's bombbomb.com, uh, of your new listing and send it to your past client center of influence email list, inviting them to the sneak preview open house. Ask who they know who would love to purchase this home. Respond personally by phone to any responses in your email. Point number nine, post your video on your online social media like Facebook, etc. That's easy enough. And no, it does not have to be BombBomb. I get that question all the time. We like BombBomb because they've got good analytics. They're easy to use. They give you suggestions. You know, they've got a great library of suggested videos. This is one of them, a sneak preview invitation. And, you know, BombBomb has a hundred other uses, but go ahead. The cool thing about the BombBomb video, guys, is it's embedded in an email. It's It's not a click to a link to a video that lives someplace else. So they've got some technology worked out so that in essence you'll have more people that will actually open the email. The other thing, you guys don't need to know this, but a lot of times if you send an email to somebody and there's a link in the email, the, uh, that increases the likelihood of the email itself getting spammed. So by bomb bombs figured all that out in essence. They have high deliverability, high open rates. It's a very efficient way of going about. Again, they're not sponsors of the show, but we're ad- advocates of their service. We have had them on our podcast before. 
So if you guys want to learn more about them directly from the owner, just go to timandjulieharris.com, click on the podcast thing at the top of the site, and then you can listen to that show replay. Go ahead, Julie. Yes, perfect. All right. So point number 10 was to, oh, this is the new point related to the video though. Post your video on related sites like Nextdoor. So most of you guys, this Nextdoor neighborhood deal has become really big. It's usually nextdoor.com slash the name of the neighborhood or the name of the area if your neighborhood isn't named. So like ours is nextdoor.com slash riverchase. And Nextdoor has just added a whole section that does now allow real estate advertising. It's pretty cool. So you can post your video there. Plus, uh, if there's a homeowners association website, if there's a private Facebook group for the neighborhood, you want to make sure that you're using those videos as often as possible and posting them wherever you can. Point number 11, once your listing is pending, make sure you update your sign to show how quickly you were able to sell it. Pending, then in escrow, then sold. Maybe something like sold in less than 24 hours would be good. Remember, hundreds of people pass that sign every day, so show that you're able to accomplish that for the neighborhood. It's so funny, Tim, in these inventory-starved markets, some of these guys, because they know it's going to sell right away, aren't even bothering putting a sign up because you know that's too much work. I think that that's very much underserving the agent, you know, of course the seller, but I think that it's overlooked. It's such a, a great form of advertising, people coming and going to work. They see it go up one day, they see pending the next day, and it's closed in, you know, the next month or less, hopefully. It's great advertising. Not to mention using your 800 number, your brochure box, and, and we will do a dated version of hot riding your real estate sign on one of these podcasts soon. So I digress. I just get kind of uh, irritated when agents don't bother to put a sign up. I just think it's lazy. All right, point number there's no, There's no go better ahead. marketing. There's no better marketing than a sold sign, guys. That'll always be true. If if you're trying to figure out how to do branding in your marketplace, if you're, you know, believing all that stuff's going to get you business, it won't. The sold sign will. You could spend gazillions of dollars on postcards and shiny this and that and the other thing in a particular community, but the agent who gets sold signs, they're going to get all the calls. Sellers aren't dumb. Yeah. They're going to always gravitate towards the people that are getting the job done. So be clear about that. Listen to what your coach Julie said. Don't get lazy on the sold signs. Don't get lazy on signs in general. Do, I know this is an upcoming point, but write this down and study this on your own after the show today. Do go to winning100homehotline.com. And I would, you know, brokers, you can sign your, up for this and basically let the agents use the service. It's not very, I think it's 40 bucks a month, but it allows you to yep. basically capture so many more buyer leads off your signs. Well, we'll talk about that in this, and I don't want to get ahead in Julie's points. She'll yell at me later. Go ahead, Julie. That's okay. We're about through the woods on this. So point number 12, ask your very happy sellers who else they know who could use your help. Remember, when somebody's going through a real estate transaction, that's about all they're talking about at work and in the neighborhood, et cetera. So yep. don't forget to prospect your happy sellers when they're all loving on you because you did such a killer job. Also, it should be point number 13, once you have got this firmly in contract, and especially when you have multiple offers, there's a great video that you can do or even a postcard that says the good news is I was able to get, you know, 123 Elm Street sold in less than 24 hours for 105% of list price. The bad news is there were five other offers, people looking in this neighborhood who missed out. Who wants to sell their home next, basically, is what we're saying. Ask about my proven home selling system is a great message. So make sure that you do talk about the fact that you actually sold it. Many of you are really struggling to maintain inventory because of low inventory and things are selling quickly. This entire podcast series of these 12 or 13 points has been designed to defeat that problem. 
you don't have six months to market a property and systematically glean all the leads that comes with that when things are selling quickly. So make sure you review this. And really, I've laid this out so that you can use it as a checklist and just go through and say, all right, well, number two was install my coming soon sign. Am I doing that? Part of that was using 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE. Am I doing that? I should be doing that every single time. Am I using a home brochure box? Again, not because we're worried about you selling it, because you're supposed to be lead generating off of this. Does that make sense, Tim? It does. And so um, listen to what Julie says with regards to going back and really drilling down when you get a listing even pending or sold, when you get all the contingencies removed, it, you'll, you're going to have a list of buyers. Call, make a flyer. I don't care how you do it, guys. Go door to door, whatever. You can even direct mail it. Insert it into the local paper. And you need to do something called Sellers Wanted. And Julie, can you talk about the Sellers Wanted concept that we came up with a billion years ago? That yeah. you know, works in markets oh, like this incredibly well. Yep. Yeah, and we got some of our sweetest deals off of that too. So coming soon, I'm sorry, not coming soon, this, the Wanted, sellers wanted. Your Home. It's Sellers Wanted. wanted. Your home. And, okay. Right. Sellers, sellers Wanted, if you want to do it that way with the Old West font. You know, you can picture Uncle Sam pointing out from the ad, Wanted, you know, that kind of font. Uh, and basically, you describe, and don't be too general because that sounds like you're making it up you describe what you're looking for. So it may be something as simple as young relocating executive couple with two little kids moving to whatever school district, desire up to 3,000 square feet, can spend up to 500,000, ready to close at your convenience. Don't just say, I've got a list of buyers looking in the neighborhood. That sounds like you're full of crap. So actually describe what you're doing. I think that's what you're So doing. like have buyer, have buyer number have buyer number one relocating from Atlanta, family of four, you know, with two kids looking to be within close commute to, you know, wherever it is, the big place where people work in your community, you know, 30 minutes from, you know, if it was here in Dallas or here in Dallas, here in Austin, maybe you'd say within 30 minutes of Dell or something like that, or 30 minutes of downtown. Right. And then, you know, you want to have buyer number two, uh, downsizing couple with three dogs, needs a private backyard, and up to you know 600 in their price range. Buyer number uh, three, uh, first time buyer, in, depending on the diversity of this particular neighborhood that you're gonna be doing this marketing effort into, that's what you gotta do. And the more descriptions, more descriptive without using names, obviously, you have for, for your buyers, the more realistic, the more, frankly, believable it's gonna be. And you will get sellers calling you. You'll get sellers calling you and say, hey, you know what? You know, I have my house that I was thinking about putting for sale at the end of the year. It's kind of a fit for your buyer number four. Or they'll say, my neighbor who has a house that they're going to be putting for sale in 60 days, I think it's a perfect fit for the buyer number two that you have. You guys get the point? And Julie mentioned quickly the old font idea. Those of you guys who are on Premier, uh, in Premier Coaching, which is hopefully most of you at this point, you guys can just log in and download samples of this flyer. But it works really, really well. This is kind of like a low-brow, nothing fancy type marketing thing. But it really, really works well in a low inventory market. Go out when you're not, Julie mentioned earlier, knocking on the doors and basically, you know, inviting people to the open house. Well, how about this? After the house sells, knock on those same doors again and say, these are the buyers I've go. got that are ready, that are really willing and able and want to move into the neighborhood. Help me. Do you know of anybody? Are you a fit? Give them the flyer. Let them read it. Do you, are not you? Okay. Well, how about your neighbor? Maybe they have a neighbor who's a jerk and they'd like to get rid of them. <laughs> you never know. doesn't matter. So that's how you generate more and more business from your listings. Guys, none of these, as I was listening to Julie go through her points, I was just thinking to myself, honestly, I was wondering how many of you will actually do it. I was wondering how many of you are just going to basically hit the, 
Well, but Julie, it's the life. It's 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 sort of like we're you know in America, unfortunately, and the real estate industry, unfortunately, we've been riding on the top of the gravy bowl for so long. It's hard for people to really yeah. to understand what it means to actually make effort. Because if you, listing agents, some of you guys, some of you have been part of our coaching programs for so long. Listings, I know this will piss most of you guys off, but listings really just come to some agents because they've been doing it for so long. They get first calls. They don't have to compete. A lot of the agents that have been in our coaching program for a long time, that's what they enjoy. They don't struggle or worry about where the next listing is going to come from. They just, this time of year, a lot of them struggle just to keep up with the listings the opportunities that they have. Yeah, nice place to be, but all of you guys can get there. But for the vast majority of you, how many of you guys are just basically going to, you know, just waiting for I, Julie and I to stop talking so you can stop listening and you can go and return the call to that guy who's trying to sell you buyer leads? How many of you actually think that's what you're going to do and you're going to spend money on buying leads when we've given you so many easy, free ways to go about doing it yourself? How many of you are proactively going to take control of your own real estate future and you're essentially start deciding that you're going to start having a profitable real estate business? How many of you are going to go back and listen to past podcasts, get motivated and really drill down? Here's another idea for you. We have given you free books, free training material. All you've got to do is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. We're going to use six of those free books. The one I want you guys to get started on right away is the Real Estate Treasure Map. Download that book, get complete, complete that right away. That is the absolute prerequisite that all of you should have finished by now. And if you haven't done that yet, you need to go and get that done. That's incredibly important. It's going to give you all the ammunition you need to know how to basically go to battle in your marketplace. And that is really what it is for a lot of you. Don't think that you can, Julie, I got this email the other day. Um, here, what was it? Is your mindset attracting or oh. detracting leads? Is your mindset attracting leads to you? It's like, what a bunch of bullshit. And this was from somebody trying to sell you guys something. I get the emails too, because we're in all their email lists. I thought to myself, wow, that is just nothing but a bunch of snake oil. Yes? Yeah, well, my thought was, okay, so I don't know any agents where their mindset is, no, no, I don't want any more leads. But like, if it was about your mindset, wouldn't every agent have every listing they possibly could ever desire? It's just so stupid. It doesn't even make sense logically. Now, yes, I'm on the analytical end of the spectrum, so I look at the logic of this, but come on. It's Julie, so it's, 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 it's in the same bucket of bullshit of the whole idea that you basically can think about something and it'll somehow it'll manifest. Guys, you got to start cutting through. You guys have to start cutting through all the malarkey that's out there so you can very clearly realize that there's not some mystical and spiritual and, you know, something you need a guru to help you decipher for you to actually understand how to do something. You just need to take action. That's really all the bottom. That's it. That's the bottom line. That's what separates you from the person you want to be. And it doesn't matter what aspect of your life you're trying to improve upon, or maybe you would like to improve upon, but you've only, you know, if we're being honest, you sort of given up. But if you were to go back and you're to say, you know what, I am damn tired of pissing away my nights and weekends working with buyers. Buyers occasionally are fine, but I want to become a dominant listing agent and I'm going to go master. I'm going to learn how to do that. Even though everyone else around me is buying buyer leads, I'm going to figure out how to basically become a dominant listing agent. The thing you're going to have to do is realize that it is going to require you, you know, and these things develop along the way, guys. I don't expect you to flip a switch and all of a sudden having a mindset of service. I don't expect you to flip a switch and all of a sudden realize that doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level is going to be the thing that require that you have to essentially live by. That should be your personal credo for the rest of your life, for all aspects of your life. When you do it like that, when you live like that, guys, then the thing, the people that are trying to sell you this mystical Mickey Mouse, are you? Do you have the mindset 
to attract leads. Are you kidding me? Really? That's what we're going to talk about mindset. Got Julie and I are working on the new book, which is coming out early next year. Um, and Julie asked me to write on the mindset section and she wants me, and I, we talked about this in the podcast before. If you guys haven't heard this, go back and listen to it yourself. The difference between mindset and the mindset movement, mindset, having a powerful mindset, being an optimist, all those types of things are required. Mindset movement, that's where the malarkey slips in. So make sure you guys aren't slipping on the malarkey on your way to basically take that next listing. If there's anything we can do for you, please email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. In the meantime, your homework is to go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com, FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.